Activating out of office message. Hello there. Hello there. Oh, thank pod. I've been trying to get a signal for. Oh. Oh. <gasps> oh, you're not my. Sorry, sorry. Only my banana boat got destroyed by an absolutely enormous wave. And I've been treading water for. I don't know how long. I'm somewhere off the coast of. What? You're calling from where? The library? Great. Wait, wait, that is great. They're my emergency contact. This is definitely an emergency. Can you look around to see if you can see anyone who looks official? Might be... They might be wearing a lanyard. Or maybe just look very cross. I mean, I assume the director's always very cross. I've certainly never been in a room with her when she hasn't been angry. Empty. I suppose it is Sunday. Alright, listen. Look under my desk, on the side with the chair. Feel around. <gasps> Give it a really good press. Anything? Any sound? Light? <sighs> Flashing alarm? No. Damn. Obviously they're not wired it back in then. In that case, it's going to have to be the old-fashioned route. Grab a bit of paper off my desk. And write down, AL lost at sea. Last known location, the Red Arrow Hotel. Please inform cataloguers. Code DD910-452. Late fees owed. Then you see the table at the back of the office. The one with the angel cake on it. Oh, feel free to, feel free to help yourself, by the way. Roll the paper up and put it in one of the breast canisters. Just pop that into the tube labelled sorting. Close the door, open the valve. And now we wait. I'll just swim here, trying to avoid these piranhas, sharks, blowfish, jellyfish, and a few other things. Luckily, my Walkman is waterproof, so I've got a few shows to keep me entertained. I've got a show about a woman trapped. Oh, I've got a show about a woman trapped on an alien world where big waves are a problem. Sort of sympathise. A show about four women in a submarine investigating sea monsters. And a show. And a show about a hidden city in the depths of the Pacific Ocean. What's that? On a trailer? No, no. I didn't bring the boat out here myself. It's a rental. Though I suspect, by the law of the sea, if you sink it, you buy it. What? Oh, trailers? You really think I don't have anything better to do right now? I mean, you're right, I'm pretty much stuck here, but it feels rude. Fine, fine. Luckily, I've also got a stack of waterproof post-its here somewhere, with some notes. And I can hold my walkman up to the phone. First up, self-described legendary science fiction author, reads, records and presents the Carl Dark Cruiser Saga audio bookcast with an all-star cast of not-actors. Accused of a crime he didn't commit, infamous space pirate Carl Dark Cruiser must embark on a galaxy-spanning quest 
for the mythical universe cone. Accompanied by fast-talking Take No Prisoners reporter Felicity Phobos, Dark Cruiser must delve face first into a rich woven universe where friends become enemies and enemies become acquaintances. Greetings, humans. My name is T.L. Dawnstar. Welcome to my world. The journey on which you are about to embark on will transport you to the far reaches of my immense imagination and beyond. Dawnstar Audio, with little to no help or approval or budget from TNT Publishing, present the world's first episodic bookcast. Featuring wildly varying audio quality, state-of-the-art duvet-based soundproofing techniques, the finest royalty-free music available on the net, and an all-star cast of not-actors. So get ready to experience an unique owl adventure, as I, the author T.L. Dawnstar, take you by the ear and lead you through the first thrilling book in the critically-reviewed Carl Dark Cruiser Saga Chronicles series. Hold on to your metaphorical hat and or socks, because it's going to be a wild ride. Chapter 1. A Sticky Spaceport Carl Dark Cruiser stepped off the aging and rusted Class 14 transport and landed a boot onto the sticky space pad. He hated travelling by transport, but since the Galactic Council, in their infinite wisdom, had decided to construct gravity tubes and walkways in the centre of the system, he didn't have much choice. That, combined with the new travel tax on ships constructed before space year 1997, had made private travel through the inner rim all but unaffordable to anyone earning less than approximately 147 cubits per cycle. Carl was a rough, tough and ready-to-rumble bounty hunter and space pirate, but his gruff exterior and at times quite bitchy manner betrayed a heart of gold beating passionately in his cybernetically enhanced chest. Unfortunately for Carl, this heart of gold was a simple metaphor designed to quickly convey a sense of character and in no way added to his meagre funds, offering no assistance in regards to the Galactic Council's frankly ridiculous decision to punish classic ship owners like himself. He adjusted his military-grade tactical gilet, made damn sure his phase blaster was well within quickdraw range, and lit up a synth sig as he walked directly under a hollow-projected no-smoking display. Then, in Astra, a sci-fi mystery, brainwashing, mystery, space, queer identity. I literally do not know what I'm doing here. And... I don't know what to do. I, I have been trying to stay calm about this, but I don't know. I, I don't know what happened to my roommate or, or what that explosion was. Hey, I'm back. Oh, uh, are you? It's me, Aiden, your roommate. Yeah. I went back and listened to the recording from tonight, and there were two completely different voices. Look, I'm telling you, there's nothing here. Oh, I believe you. I just gotta give the whole place a rundown, or the boss will have my head. Now spill 
everything. Me? I have no idea what the hell's going on here. You should be the one spilling. You should really think about what you're doing and anticipate the consequences. Joaquin, the email came from the headmaster herself. It's her job. If she says nothing is wrong, then nothing's wrong. So maybe in the back of my head, I know that none of this is real and I'm just making it up as some screwed up coping mechanism. This is a drawing I did of Aiden. None of them look like the guy who's saying he's Aiden. Wait, what? Who, who are you? How do you, how, how do you know about all of this? You shouldn't be down here. Get off of me! Oh God, his, his face. I can't remember his face. The starlight is blinding. And yet I cannot look away. In Astra, a sci-fi mystery podcast. Coming everywhere you can find podcasts Saturday, September 12th. Subscribe now for new episodes every week. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at InAustraPodcast. And talk about the show using the hashtag InAustraPod. See you soon. And then the spooky sapphic storyteller, a hybrid personal narrative audio drama podcast exploring LGBTQ experiences and the paranormal. Hi there, my name is Remy Stanford. I'm the creator of this podcast, and I'll be your host in the upcoming weeks. So, what is the spooky sapphic storyteller? Well, for now, it's just me and my dog Ollie chatting to a microphone alone in my cabin in the woods. Well, I'll be the one chatting, not Ollie so much. (laughs) Anyway... Being one of the very, very few gay people in North Carolina is pretty lonely, so I thought I'd start sharing my experiences. Hearing other people's stories helped me so much when I was in the process of coming out, so I figured I'd give my own show a shot. Of course, this isn't just for people new to the community. We'll be diving into a variety of LGBTQ topics such as mental health, friendship, and queer representation in the media. My goal is to create a discussion around these topics, and I hope you'll participate through social media. I'll also try my best to get my friend Bowie Bird on here, both for the gay stuff and the paranormal. While we both work as reporters right now, we kind of have a little side gig looking into paranormal activity. North Carolina may be a little bit lacking in the queer population, but it has lots of cool, creepy folklore. And being out in the woods and working in an old small town, we're bound to stumble across something spooky soon. So stick around to hear more about LGBTQ topics, living in the middle of nowhere, and whatever ghostly happenings Bowie and I come across. Episode 1 will launch on Monday, September 14th. In the meantime, come say hi on Twitter at TSSS underscore pod, or on Instagram at Spooky Sapphic Storyteller. Talk to you again soon, and until then, stay spooky! And finally, West Coast Option, a psychedelic football story presented by Third Eye Sockeye. Week to week, we follow the Athens Beach seafarers as they run their West Coast Option offence through the gauntlet of alien abductions, satanic summonings, and crypto-cryptids, that is community college football. I never knew how much football meant to me, you know, until it was gone. Hope your day is starting bright. Football's back and the sun is shining. Don't know how much brighter it could be. Dude, I'm the fucking devil. What did you expect? 
I mean, it really put things into perspective. You know, like like Carl Sagan, he said some things, and I was thinking about what he said. Except, you know, I don't really know what he said. I was just thinking about, you know, Carl Sagan and the concept. And it was just so conceptual. We call that choice overload or analysis paralysis. Whatever you call it, Rock, it's bad football. Am I allowed to say hose on the radio? Only if you're talking about watering the garden. Okay. <laughs> oh my fucking God, it's Bigfoot. One thing about it, the West Coast option is tough to predict. <sighs> right, that's your lot for this week. I definitely need to conserve this battery life. And I'm slightly worried about what looks like another massive wave heading my way. Do me a favour and see if you can get a viral social media campaign started for me. It's the only way I'll get a... I'll get a refund on this banana boat. Don't forget to tag me in at Audio Drama Debut. Anyway, cheerio.